Hello and welcome to the Traumanomics Podcast, a place where we discuss a wide range of topics emphasizing healing, change, and growth for abuse survivors. Drawing from personal and professional experiences, we'll discuss issues openly for those in helping positions such as parents, educators, health and mental health professionals, and members of law enforcement. This is Dr. Chris Bertelson. Chris is a survivor, educator, and author. As a teenager, Chris was a target of a notorious child molester in his hometown, a man who went on to abduct and murder one of the victims. This abduction case went unsolved for 27 years. Chris was instrumental in helping bring attention to the cases, which were eventually solved in 2016. And this is Jordan Howard. Jordan is a therapist here in Arkansas with extensive experience working with abuse victims and males in particular. In addition, Jordan works with couples and people with addictions. Together, we hope to share stories and commentary of resilience and healing in a caring and lighthearted way, bringing attention to issues of abuse, addiction, and the effects on individuals and society. Hey everybody, welcome to the Traumanomics Podcast, a place where men talk about stuff men don't talk about. And we're here today, Jordan and I, planning to talk about parenting here a little bit, had a listener request about role models and, you know, what do you do if if you don't have a good role model, um, opposite sex role model, particularly for um, this, in this case, boys, but um, we could say the same thing for girls, that uh, good role models, good parenting is important. And so we're going to kick this off with um, that discussion. Jordan? Yeah, so I mean, parenting, you know, is a just an interesting topic, uh, probably a pretty broad topic, really, when you really get to looking at it. But I was, as we were talking about shooting this podcast, it kind of came to mind because I was, I was telling Chris the story yesterday that I encountered uh, going to my son's uh, seven-year-old basketball game. Um, there was a situation where, uh, and, and this is a this is the type of basketball uh, that he plays that. Uh, they really ask the parents not to be vocal. You know, they, they want, they want really focused on the kids just having fun. They're seven, right? So they're learning how to play ball. And, uh, there's this dad who just gets irate, uh, at the ref. Um, <laughs> of just, course there yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I feel, and this is where Chris, I know you're, you, you beat an umpire before, but you could, I know you've got a ton of stories probably with that. But. Yeah. One just came to mind. I'll share it in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Well, it just, it really put it in my mind of like, really, really, God, this, this is where we're going to go with, with this. I mean, it's a seven year old basketball game. And, and it kind of made me think of just this idea. Um, uh, I guess here lately, this has been on my mind of just this idea of parenting, just the different styles, the different ways people interact with their kids. I mean, I think we, we definitely live in this culture right now to where it's sort of the everybody gets a trophy type culture. And, and I, I find myself personally, I'm, I'm not on that end of the spectrum, but I'm also not on the end sort of like this dad was being yesterday to where it's just this immense pressure. Uh, you're, you're getting that angry about a seven year old basketball game. Come on. You know, so. Well, and you know, Jordan, the thing is with that, I, I think about it ain't basketball, <laughs> you know, for that guy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, my hunch right. is that ain't basketball. It's about something else coming out sideways would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Same. But, you know, it reminded me of this. You, your story reminded me of this baseball game. I was working a playoff baseball game in the summertime, and Legion, American Legion baseball, at least back then, was a kind of a lower-key 
lower stakes than high school season, right? And so it was generally the newer kids playing, things like that. And and so this game was uh, a tough game to work. It was hot. The coach was a fill-in coach because the regular uh, manager had a death in the family. And this guy really, he knew the game, but he didn't know the game. If, if you understand what I'm saying, he, mm-hmm. so he's at, uh, he's got a guy at second base, as I recall, and there was a, a base hit and really the kid shouldn't have taken off from second. Probably he should have just stayed there and he didn't, he went to third. And as an umpire, the, the call at third base, uh, a tag play at third base is a, it's a tough call. Okay. Cause you got to get over there and try to get an angle and, it's not an easy look sometimes. Well, this was a pretty close play, and I called the kid out, and um, I was trotting back into the outfield, and the coach, the fill-in coach, screams, I don't mind losing, but I'm not going to lose like that. <laughs> okay, so my my partner, uh, the home plate umpire, threw him out. He said, you know, we're not going to have that. You're out of here. And he dumped him. And the guy, is, he starts yelling and screaming. You know, after you throw a, a manager out, that's usually when they, they get the worst. But he's yelling and screaming. And then the, he starts yelling and screaming at the fans. And he had to walk from third base to across the first base side. And he's yelling at fans the whole way. Well, it turns out this kid that was thrown out was his son. And he's yelling at these fans, and and he says to the fans, well, my kid got a letter from the Reds. And this guy in the fan in the stands yells back, everybody's kid gets a letter from the Reds. (laughs) 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 Anyway, but I remember remember thinking, like, this is not about baseball, right? This This was something else. This was... You know, I living through his children, whatever, but it wasn't about a tag play at third base, I assure you. Right. So, anyway. well, and, and don't you think from that story, too, I mean, that, that, that brings up sort of the point that to me, and this is, you know, my opinion, I think that that's where it brings in this, this topic of parents needing to really look at themselves yeah. um, and doing their own work. Because whether you're, whether you're in a, a marriage relationship, whether you're uh, separated, divorced, and either way, it, it's kind of that thing of you've got to look on and have the ownership, the personal ownership yourself over your own stuff. And and I think that that translates to this arena of parenting. It's like you said, in that situation in the one with my son's game yesterday, I mean, you, you've clearly got some people who aren't, uh, they're definitely in their stuff. Let's put it that way in, yeah. in the moment, you know. Yeah, that's, like you said, nothing about the game. There. That's a good way of saying it is is being in their stuff. And I think about that, too, as other parents sitting around in that gym. I'm sure for, for a lot of them it was a teachable moment, you know, where they sat down with their kids and said, hey, you know, we really don't want to act like that. Um, right. It's interesting, though, how sporting events and my experience has been the lower the level – the worse the parents behave. So, yeah. I, I mean, I umpired college baseball. Fans weren't like that in college as much as they were in Little League. It's I don't get it. 
you know, I, now that's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but that's, that's been my experience. You know, I did that for 20 years and that was my experience that, um, a college team, the coaches and players might bark at you, but, um, the, the parents didn't behave and the fans didn't behave the way they think they can at a seven-year-old basketball game. It's really pretty crazy. Right. So, well, and I know it, it brings up for me too. Of course, I know I'm a, I'm a hillbilly from here in Arkansas, you know, and, <laughs> but uh, we, we didn't, I mean, I don't even remember starting playing sports at the ages like that. My, my boys are now. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure in other places, maybe that has happened, but I mean, there seems to be a lot more, I would say, just pressure to get involved in athletics that are very, and I'm, I'm not opposed to athletics here, but I'm just, it's just different. It's a different time. Yeah. You know, it, I, I, I don't remember really starting to play ball like that. No. Older, older ages. No, and they had seasons, sports. When, when we were kids, sports had seasons, and mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of overlap. Maybe a, a camp or something for... Uh, hockey during the summer, maybe a camp, uh, but not this pressure to be, well, if you don't go to captain's practices during the football season, you're probably not going to play hockey or, you know, things like that. That's relatively new, I think. The other thing, and I I know I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but, (laughs) you know, you think about play dates. We didn't have play dates when I was a kid. You just went over there. If their bike was in front of the house, they were home. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you just went, went, went up to the door. You just you know, went up, knocked on the go. door, or or called. Uh, it wasn't mm-hmm. a. So anyway, it's just a, I think it's a difference in my point in bringing up play dates is that everything seems very organized and yeah. very purposeful, and and there's a there's an intent with everything, and I. Uh, I think we got to be careful about making everything organized takes away some of the fun. So. I read a thing the other day in, in regard to that. There was basically a meme, I think on Facebook or somewhere that said, if you grew up playing in the street, you grew up in a great era. You know, like when you, you're playing in the road, you had the yell car. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. <laughs> you know, you know, so. Or in, uh, or in Minnesota, as we'd say, oh, there's a car. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There so. you go. But, but I think, and the reason I think we go here on to this point is there, there are so many just, and I'll, I'll speak from, you know, my clients that I see, uh, both younger teenage, you know, uh, teenagers that are, feel the pressure between school and sports and they're involved in, all these different things and they've got ball games all day on Saturday, all day on Sunday. And, and the parents trying to get to these games and, and be a part and, you know, travel like they do. I mean, it adds to the load. Right. Um, and I think we got to look at that, you know, I mean, I, I, I know, you know, different people are going to have different thoughts on this topic, but you know, I do think we've got to look at the, uh, what, what is the purpose that, that we're doing? And also what are we teaching our kids? in that too because i think the part of the underlying message that we're sending there is that your schedule almost matters more than mom and dad's schedule yeah and and we've got to find ways to you know we work our schedules around our kids you know i'm, I'm just not so sure that's the that's the way to go on this i so. had an interesting conversation with a friend the other day who is probably eight years younger than me and she was talking about her the difference between her parenting and her 
folks in that her dad and mom really didn't go to anything. And now, you know, parents try to get to absolutely everything, you know. And so there's a sense of guilt that if you don't go, you're a bad parent. I'm not sure where that comes from, but, you know, I think about all the hours and hours people spend traveling and getting to games and things like that. Um, it's really kind of, it's almost, I think it's got some addictive qualities to it. Like oh, I've never Absolutely. missed a game. I've yeah. never missed a game. Um, I've never, you know, and, and almost equating that with, well, if they don't go, it somehow lessens their identity as a parent. Yeah. Yeah, and I will admit, I'll I'll be the first to admit, I felt that that pressure, like getting my son involved in in sports and stuff, because it's like you don't you don't you don't want him to be not included, you know, you don't want that. But and and I think that happens as well. You want the opportunities for your kids, and it's just it adds to this sense of pressure on both both ends. Right. Yeah, it sure does. So, so um, along that line, then. Um, going back a little bit to what we opened with, with the role models and, and things like that. What, what do we look at as parents? What should we be looking at in terms of getting our kids around good people? And when we see things like this, uh, dad, I mean, surely there were people embarrassed by this behavior. So what do we do? Oh, yeah. What do we do about it? Well, and I think it comes back to something you, you said, which is really good, Chris, earlier when you mentioned teachable moments. Uh, I, I know for me, in just my parenting style, I look for those opportunities uh, to, to show my son. It's like, okay, you know, here, this is not what we do, you know. And, and I think, honestly, my, my first reaction to that, and I tell parents this, you know, in, in therapy a lot of times, is it starts with us. Uh, the, the reality of, of parenting, it, it starts with us working on our stuff. I've, I've said that stuff thing a few times here, but it's like it, it's that idea. We've got to work on our issues to be able to be the best um, role model. You know, I think that we could be for, for our kids because I think we know and, I, you know, cute little story here with me. But my uh, I think when my oldest was maybe, you know, three, you know, for, uh, he he went around and was saying, you know, my dad's my superhero, you know, and, and stuff like that. Like <laughs> nice. they, they, yeah, they look, I mean, we are the role model to them, especially young. I know that changes as they, as they age and get into the teen years. It changes a lot. But at an early age, that, that's who they're looking at. You know, mom, they're watching. Mom and dad, that, that is the people they're looking at to, you're a role model whether you want to be or not, Yeah, is the reality. Yeah, they're, they're watching, they're watching our behavior. Um, so, so just playing devil's advocate, because I know there's enough of these folks out there. What about, I don't, you know what, Jordan, I hear what you're saying. I don't want to look at any of my stuff. I think I'm just Mm -hmm. fine. And (laughs) that ref blew the call Uh and he's going to hear it. Yep. And unfortunately, I think there's a lot of folks like that. So... What if, let's say you are in a relationship because you have a child with someone who's like that. What do you do, let's say, as a, a single parent when you're co-parenting, for example, with somebody like that guy? 
or a woman like that. Now what? Well, and, and that and that obviously brings up the you know probably the most difficult cases and situations there because again you know in a in a marital thing I mean you're not it's it's hard to be responsible for the other person's stuff uh, but yet that that trickle down effect on the kid I mean we see it all the time uh, in situations of high conflict divorce cases things like that and to me this is where you know again you know. One of the things I think that, you know, we, we say, you know, is you can only control you, right? And you, you can only, I mean, I, I have little control, no control over what somebody else does. But I know I have to, I have to, you know, regulate me. And I think you can still influence your kid by you being, you know, being who you need to be and maybe not being reactive to the other person. But it, it does bring up a lot of difficulty, you know, and I think you also can, you know, try to point out just we're saying teachable moments here, but point out situations where you see somebody doing the right thing, being maybe who you would really, who you'd rather this person have as a role, you know, and, yeah. and, you know, make that overt because, you know, to the kid. You know, because as you're talking about, I was thinking about your kid walking around, daddy's my superhero, which is really cute by the way. But yeah. the guy that went off on the ref at the seven year old basketball game, his son uh-huh. might say the same thing. Same thing. Right. right. And and I'm just exactly. thinking, you know, as a society, as a culture, you know, who would we who would we rather whose behavior would we rather those kids emulate? Right. Exactly. I, I know my choice on that. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'm just thinking about if somebody is in a, you know, particularly those co-parenting relationships with somebody that acts that way it'd be difficult for you to actually call out the kid's mom or dad, like, Oh, we don't act like that. But I think to your point, I think what you're saying is you could address it without, without being openly hostile toward that person. Right. Absolutely. You can. And I I think, you know, by doing it in sort of the pot, you know, we always want to go at things sort of the negative way of pointing out the wrong, but you know, it's where, you know, it's kind of like this idea of catching somebody doing right. Yes. You know, and you, you find somebody who's doing something the right way and you make you make something out of that um, right. to where that it gives the kid the chance to see a difference. Yes. Because like we're both sitting here talking, if, if a kid is raised in an environment where there is a lot of, let's say, you know, we'll just, you know, play it as where dad is. Dad is sort of like the, you know, being the dad of yesterday, you yeah. know, at the game and, and sort of that way with things. And if, they, if that's the way he is all the time, obviously not a positive you know, influence if, if, if that's the, the norm. But if you find somebody doing something good and positive, you know, you, again, you just make it overt, you allow the kid a choice right. at that point to see, you know, uh, differences in behavior. I saw this. Well, I don't know where I saw it. If, if I knew, if I knew where I read this or saw it, I would credit the guy. Um, but I can't remember. All I know is that he was a football coach and it was in a professional development. So that's as close as a source as I can get. But the guy said something to the effect, and I'm paraphrasing, correct quietly and praise loudly. Correct yes. c- correct kids, admonish kids quietly and affirm them vocally, loudly. So yes. his example was, you know, in the classroom, if a kid's uh, misbehaving, don't call them out in front of the whole class. Go up and whisper to them. 
you yep. know, and I, I think that's really what you're kind of getting at that's, that's it right is, there. is when this dad's acting like a jerk, don't act like a jerk yourself, you know? Right. So, right. um, so Jordan, I don't know. Do you, do you think we got enough, do we have enough to talk about for a second installment of, uh, parenting here or? I, I, th- I think we absolutely do. I think we're going to have to come back around. I know, we, I, I know I've got more to say for sure. I know you probably right. do too, Chris. So. Well, that sounds good. So we will, um, We'll we'll cut this episode off here, and uh, we'll pick back up on parenting part two here uh, on the on the following episode. So remember, everybody, uh, look at look for us on social media: uh, Facebook, Upstart Resilience, Instagram, Twitter at Upstart Res, and we will see you next time. All right, guys. This podcast is made available by Upstart Resilience LLC. For educational purposes only, as well as to give you general information and a general understanding of the subject matter, this podcast is not designed to give specific professional advice. By using this podcast, you understand there is no counselor-client relationship or any other professional relationship between you and the hosts. This podcast should not be used as a substitute for competent professional advice from a licensed professional in your state.